Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Uh, and before we get started this week, hey Mike, are you snow drowned yet? What? Uh, no, no, we, we've, uh, we just covered our city in a whole lot of salt. Okay, good. <laughs> so if you so were like... No, that would be a good way to actually drown. <laughs> well, so, so the thing is, uh... Uh, there's just a whole bunch of mushy water everywhere now, uh, oh, but it's gonna be real fun in a few days when it refreezes. Oh yeah, yeah. the 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 basic issue with salt is that, like, eventually, uh, it's just gonna turn back into into freeze to freeze yeah. water, which is called ice. This is this is, freeze <laughs> this is gonna be weird. <laughs> this is gonna be weird for anybody who who like isn't keeping up on weather reports in the United States like or, me? or because this is like yeah. two weeks later, but specifically the American Midwest and, and kind of just the Midwest, like not even anywhere like to the no. North or anything yeah. just got hit by a really bad snowstorm. Like we're talking like maybe a foot of snow. Midwest. It's January oh. 12th. If you want to look it up, but yeah, it's, I <laughs> just was looking at it and I was like, damn, that's, and I was going to ask it's Simon and nice Emily yeah, okay. and Lexi, because you guys are all north, and I was going to ask if you were also having snow, and no, it's like basically at Mike's house, it's, essentially. It's, 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 is it time for the North Report? The North Report? The North Report? No, it snowed like, <laughs> if, like last week here, and uh, I don't think it was a foot, but... We we had a blizzard this week and it snowed a lot, but then it like melted the next. It's not melt. It's melting. So it's like it was like slush the next day. It was yeah. shitty. But like the the only reason I realized that it was a localized thing was because suddenly everyone was asking me if I was okay. <laughs> like <laughs> usually when I get hit by snow, I just assume everyone else is too because that's yeah. usually how it works. Yeah. Right. In nope. which case, we don't give a shit if he's okay because we're worried about if we're okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So just just everyone know that Mike is fine. And he well, didn't. Okay, hold on. As of this <laughs> well, recording, Mike is fine. It could be a yeah. long time between <laughs> now and when That's whoever's true. listening to this does. That's true. I hope By Mike the time you hear this, this, there will happens. be a murder on the podcast. No! Oh, no. <laughs> I, I should no! probably go ahead and, 
and introduce everyone else. We've got Mike, obviously. We have Simon. That was Ooh, beautiful. That's pretty. I had, I had a prop prepared for this episode. What is that? What was that? That was, was a nice. keyboard I have right next to my computer. I just oh, used it's... to do the little Power Rangers jingle on because this Very is nice. an episode about a piano. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, good joke. Thank you for explaining it's not it. Not a joke. It's whatever. <laughs> uh, speaking Emily. of jokes, Zach, I'm kind of uh, I, you kind of blew mine by introducing me real quick because I was oh, going to be sorry. like podcasts. That shit's for dweebs. That, it is for dweebs. <laughs> that is accurate, and no one will dissuade me of that notion by the end of the episode. <laughs> so, so Mike, um, you're also Emily this week, apparently. No, Emily is here. Everyone laughs like Amadeus from Mozart. Yeah, great, good. I, I hope, you know, usually we do a pretty good job of, like, I think people can just listen to us instead of the show. I, we're, this is not a great start for this episode, but it's fine. Uh, and we've what got are you Lexi. talking about? Emily is great. She's yes, the best. Emily is great. Apparently I Mike's Gosh. just playing everyone today. Thank you. <laughs> hi, Lexi. Hi. Oh, uh, hi. Um, um, is it me now? You yes, control, it's you now. You got back control of your body, Lexi. Mike's <laughs> not there anymore. <laughs> Uh, fun fact about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, uh, he stole my birthday. Mozart he stole, stole it. your birthday? Yeah. Well, can you, I mean, he's dead now, like, so it's yours did again. He, did he steal it like the Grinch where he came in and stole all your presents on your birthday? <laughs> yeah, under, from, he stole all the presents from under the birthday tree that Lexi <laughs> yeah, sets yeah. up Well, he year. actually stole my musical talent. I used to be a... I used to be just amazing at piano, and now I can't play worth shit. And he put ah, the talent uh, in a basketball, and then, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, he so, put the talent in that ridiculous fucking pink wig. No, uh, we, we, have this, we, have this, we have the same birthday as all. Uh, yes, I got it. That's pretty cool. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. I, I think I've looked that up before, and I don't have any good celebrity birthdays, which is always a bummer. Because, uh, like, once a year, people at the office will be like, oh, I've got Mr. T. And I'm like, I don't have anybody good. I haven't Sam. even looked, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, um, I have multiple music teachers in the family, so I didn't have to look it up. I, it's just been knowledge that has been imparted on me. How many of us took piano lessons when we were kids? I did, for sure. Anybody well, else? No, I have a recorder kid. I only played the flute. Kid. Yeah. That's okay. Here's what I'll tell you. you you're fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I play the the probably the easy not not me maybe maybe not the easiest instrument to play as a kid, but one of the typical kid instruments, I guess. It's a it's a common starter instrument yeah, yeah, for yeah. a reason. The thing about yeah. pi- the thing about piano is it's like I, I'm sure it's super rewarding and everything, but it's not like a guitar or or something where you can like pull it out. Like when just people are around and yeah. have a nice time, yeah, it's yeah. like everyone come in this room. It, it it has to be an event. Yeah, you have to be a you have to be a dick about it if you yeah. really want to. Sh- I mean, you could have you could have like a like a Casio around or something. Yeah, and you can I, simulate I, I it. I guess that's true. Yeah, but or or if you go to the right pubs, you and you go to one that has a piano in it, you can attract sure. attention there. But aside from it, that, it's it's kind of cool because people could just not know. Whereas I feel like if you know guitar, everyone fucking knows that yeah, you know that's guitar. <laughs> it's, that's just because you could show off all the time. You can't play piano unless you're somewhere where a piano happens to be. But yeah. even with that restriction, it's still really easy to impress and charm people. <laughs> I, I'd I'm not like to see someone just pull like a Casio keyboard out of like their 
backpack or something, a tiny one. <laughs> Key, just like, brother, that's what I've been working comes on in. this gem right here. Plugs <laughs> it into a Bluetooth speaker and like yeah. starts playing it. Um, I, I I wasn't taught piano. Like I didn't have piano lessons, but I wasn't like a pop choir, which was just like oh when, sure, like and I and I played keyboard on that for like truly madly deeply do, which is like. T- three chords or something that's good <laughs> that's still a million times more impressive than like i the only instrument i learned to play pretty well was the tuba yeah you and me buddy yeah tuba bros can't, can't charm anybody with a tuba <laughs> well what's so funny about tuba is like i know me, how to play i know how to play tuba but what that means is that i know how to go bump bump Bump, yeah. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> oh, you know what? I did play drums in high school also, and the bass drum is basically that also. Nice. That's cool. My fucking shining moment was uh, in in high school marching band, where the the show that we had opted to do was a bunch of like horror movie themes. That's and fun. For some reason, they decided. I and I, I I can't for the life of me remember which tune this actually was. I think it's I think it was like the music from Psycho, but there was a bit where. The baseline just goes and like, which was the fastest thing I've ever had to play on a tuba. Oh yeah, that's crazy. In terms, we did Holst's Planets and Mars is like. I played the snare drum on Mars. It's the best snare drum song. It was pretty fun for for tuba. So hey y'all, hey y'all, brass players. Do you guys ever get into the double tonguing? Yes, I <laughs> double tongue all the time. Uh, oh, you mean going ticka 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 too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it served me well. So let's talk about Power Wait, Rangers. I don't get to brag about my musical accomplishments. Yeah, Lexi, exactly. tell me about your musical accomplishments. Okay, I did like choir for like a billion years, a lot of voice well, lessons. Yeah, you're and shit. A, you're a really good singer. As yeah, you can see on some of some of our our earlier I, podcasts. I, I love Lexi singing. Yeah, it's yeah. The voice <laughs> is the instrument of the throat. Ew. <laughs> don't, I don't like that. It's true, though. It's scientifically true what I said. I'm also really good at trumpet. Um, I haven't played in over a decade because I've mostly lived in apartments since graduating yeah, college or since high yeah. school, really. And um, yeah, I'm not going to be that person. <laughs> yeah. There's so much shit you can't do in apartments. Anyway, okay. Um, so I have a oh, talking about... Act- actually... One oh. more thing about Pierce is we actually had a music teacher move in on our floor. Okay, and like Emily, gave... Emily, you cannot say pianist that quickly. We're going to say it a lot this episode, and it's going to be funny every time. Okay, so we anyways, have to not react. Uh, he, he's, he's a, he was a classically trained pianist who came in to like work at our high school as a music teacher, and he gave everyone a note saying, like, I'm going to be playing piano, but I'll try to be as chill as possible about it, and you guys can come to me if I'm like being too loud or whatever and that's pretty cool i kind of yeah, want to just nice. like i just kind of want to park outside of his apartment and just hear some music now <laughs> sometimes my next door neighbors will come over and be like we're about to have a party please come over and tell me if it's too loud mm-hmm. bye and i don't want to go right but also that's that, that's <laughs> you, when you do that you make absolutely sure that your neighbors are not going to go and call the cops or anything because they'll feel bad about it well, yeah, but also, like, I don't want you to invite me because I won't go. But it's also kind of weird for you to just be like, by the way, you're not invited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, talking about things this week. Who's ready for an actor spotlight? I yes. am.
right. Hooray! This week we're going to do Queen Machina uh, of the Machine Empire. Oh, Logan. that Queen Machina. Yeah, that one, in case you thought it was a different one. I'm glad you specified, because there was like three others it could have been. All Machina are queens. Zek didn't do this randomly. He totally did it because it's her birthday in this episode. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I did it, and not because it's the most interesting one of all the ones. <laughs> um, but yes, so it is her birthday in this episode, so let's talk about Queen Machina. Um, Queen Machina is voiced by Alex Borstein. Um, oh, wait, really? That name she, sounds don't familiar. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say wow. anything. It'll be more fun. It'll be more fun if you shut up. So, <laughs> Alex Borstein... <laughs> Was born in 1973 in Highland Park, Park Illinois, um, and she moved to California uh, as a kid. In 1993, she joined the Acme Comedy Theater, which is an improv group in outside Los Angeles, um, where she met her partner and uh, hu- writing partner and husband Jackson Douglas. Uh, after that, in in like '94, she started working uh, as a writer on Pinky and the Brain, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good uh, show. Pinky and the Brain holds up pretty well from all those those uh, like that era of the Warner Brothers cartoons. I feel like yeah, yeah. I mean that for a kids cartoon, it's still pretty good. It's yeah, there's a, funny. there's a reason it was the one on Animaniacs that got its own spinoff. Because like, yeah, listen, Animaniacs generally holds up well for a cartoon from that era but like there are definitely some low points in that show buttons and mindy mindy comes to mind but like buttons and mindy is fine once yeah and then they kept doing it i don't i like the buttons and mindy thing but like they it's all the same sketch what's buttons mindy's again which one was that buttons and mindy is a little girl and then the dog right dog yeah who saves the little girl yeah it's fine but they did it a lot uh so anyway um, she was writing for Pinky and the Brain, and then um, she actually got a job uh, voicing Queen Machina on Power Rangers Zio. Was that her first voice acting role? It was her first voice acting role. Huh, I wow. think. Let me double check real quick. I had her writing pulled up and not her actress. That was a stupid thing that I did. Yes, it's her fir- first voice Man, role. how does... How does that happen? I, because I thought it was interesting that she was, uh, she wrote on Pinky and the Brain. No, That's no, no. All. How does that happen where, like, your first voice acting role ever is fucking Power Rangers villain? I think they had, like, Saban just has a big stable, and I think they would just have people come in and read a bunch of parts, and then you would just, they would just be like, yeah, you'd be good for this. Did she do any writing for Power Rangers? Um, actually, I'm li- I'm a liar. She voiced the lip syncer in pa- in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. There you go. Well, so she- okay then. <laughs> What's the matter, Ranger? Can't fix the music. She had uh, voiced, and then she voiced. Okay, Madam Woe. Your weapons are no match for the power of Madam Woe. <laughs> and Bloom of Doom. You have no friends. Your jealousy put an end to them. So a bunch of female villains in early okay, in Power Rangers. Okay, so she was already part of the stable then. Yeah. But so then they had her. For, did she write for Power Rangers? Like, did she have any no, connection she to did, the show other than the voices? She did not write for Power Rangers. Huh. Um, she just uh, 
she just voiced it, I think. Um, yeah, she also wrote for Hysteria around this time. If you remember, Hysteria is like the forgotten WB cartoon. It was basically the follow-up to Animaniacs. It was so a it history was, show? Well, history, it was It was basically the folks who made Animaniacs, what was left of that crew, kind of being forced to like, listen, listen, the Clinton administration has set some new restrictions. We have to have some educational material. Well, what if we just do Animaniacs, but it's about history? And like the characters are like Baby New Year and Father Time, it's and then a kid good. who yells a lot. Like yeah. it was it's not terrible, but like it's clear it, it was clear that it was like a forced. Yeah, uh, it, like yeah. it was basically you know those episodes of Animani- of, of Anim- Animaniacs where like the Warner Brothers and Dot would like fuck with a historical figure for a while. That was like the whole show. Like, I distinctly remember they would run into Marco Polo a lot, and the guy... Marco Polo was basically just a Joe Pesci impression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was just, like... It was was really just Animaniacs, except that they, like, made it... Mapped it onto actual people, basically. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, she wrote for that for a little bit. Uh, So, she voiced Queen Machina. Queen Machina is obviously only around for one season. Um... So it's not like she stayed on Power Rangers forever. Uh, I believe I'm double checking. Yeah, she she didn't voice much um, for Power Rangers uh, past that. Though she did, uh, she has done a bunch of Power Rangers voices on um, Robot Chicken. Weirdly, like huh. she did Rita on Robot Chicken because oh. I guess they either couldn't get or didn't have contact with the. The actual voice voice actress, uh, Barbara Goodson. Anyway, so which is surprising because, like, if there's anybody who just will random ass pull somebody, like, hey, come voice a character you did 20 years ago, Seth it's Green? Robot Chicken. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. Barbara. Well, I feel like Barbara Goodson would be down for it, provided she can do it. Well, like, it may be. It may be that really uh, hard on her. It may be that Alex Borstein has a connection to Robot Chicken. So let's hmm. read on. Uh, so. So yeah, some I'm sure like that maybe ten percent of the audience is just like yeah we fucking know who this is but anyway let's continue I have no idea who this is good it's more fun that way uh so the year after um she voiced Queen Machina uh she became a cast member on Mad TV uh and she was a cast member for three seasons I never watched Mad TV but hey that was the second biggest sketch show on TV for a while so that's a pretty big deal. If I rem- if if she's who I'm thinking of, her most iconic character was a character named Miss Swan. That is that is her. Yes, it was a kind kind of racist character, but her whole deal <laughs> yeah, was like she was really annoying. Describes a lot of Mad TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but her whole thing was that she was really annoying and horny. You know, okay. you know, same big mood. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's that. Uh, she did quit eventually, and in 1999, she was cast as Lois Griffin on Family Guy. Right. There okay, there uh. it is. That's where I heard that thing from. What? So, so don't so worry. Wild. So don't worry about Queen Machina. She's doing just fine. <laughs> um, I mean, if yeah. she's married to fucking Peter Griffin, I'd say she's not doing that well at all. Well, the voice actress is making quite a bit of money, so mm-hmm. she's going to be okay. Is more. Oh yeah, she she's got a uh, she's got a paycheck for the rest of eternity. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I th- I'll th- I mean we don't need to talk about that that much. Like I think. I think that dude sucks, but whatever. I don't really have any hatred towards uh, 
of the people who do the voices. Like, whatever. It's fine. Um, but here we go. Uh, after that, she was cast as the main character on Gilmore Gr- Girls and then lost it. Like, she was in the pilot. Oh, jeez. Yeah, which is a bummer. Um, and then she got recast, uh, which su- sucks. Uh, she was in Bad Santa. Uh, she was in... She's in a couple movies, like, just random uh, one-off characters, like, like background or minor characters in a bunch of different movies. Um, but mostly she's pretty... Like, her biggest thing is, is Lois until um, she is now a supporting character in The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is an Amazon uh, TV show about a woman stand-up comic in the late 50s. And she actually uh, got nominated for a Golden Globe this year. She did not win it, but she was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. She's also won an Emmy for uh, Lois in 2018. I don't recall awarding that ever. So. <laughs> Sorry, not that kind of Emmy. Oh, Different okay. one. <laughs> what's, what's, I didn't even know there was another kind. That's weird. You, yeah, the, you might you might need to go look up some <laughs> oh, stuff shit. about. Oh Jesus! I didn't think my oh God, it's on. it's the Emmys. They're here to sue us. <laughs> 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 so so anyway, I I mean that's cool. I I that has to be the most successful person in terms of like exposure and and income that to come out of this show that we've seen so far right like i mean brian cranston is pretty up oh i forgot yes well i don't know if that counts because he was just like a couple but yes totally you're right those would be the two i mean you're about to Um, say he just voiced a couple of monsters but so did this lady so yeah the the other thing that's kind of crazy is uh she's only she only shows up or or at least queen machina only speaks in 12 episodes that's crazy. Really? There's like 50, aren't there? Saban, How many I'm continuing are there? to just excel at female characters. In fairness, there probably wasn't that much footage of Queen Machina because yeah. most of the plots just seem to be King Mondo shows up for two seconds, tells Sprocket to do any, everything, and then at the end, King Mondo shows back up and he's angry. Honestly, yeah, there's a lot less villain footage used, I feel, period. This really is a throwback to like season two, where it's just that one scene of Zed, and that's it. Like that's what it feels like. I get the feeling they did not have the means to record original footage of this crew. (laughs) I think they did at some point, but like they definitely didn't early. Because later, there's stuff where Queen or like Mondo goes to Earth, but at least here, this early in the season, yeah, just. Mondo Goes to Earth is my favorite children's book. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> good. So, yeah, that was fun. I was... I prefer Mondo's Day Out. <laughs> I was trying to look up, uh, you know, some of the different character character actors on that were in the, uh, the Machine Empire, and I was kind of blown away that that, that was one of them. So, that's cool. I mean, neat. Uh, that, that is an interesting, interesting fact. So there you go. Uh, not everybody just bounces out of acting after, after Power Rangers. Um, so with that, why don't we get into this week's episode? Uh, this is season one, episode 12, Instrument of Destruction. And we open up with, uh, kind of my favorite cold open maybe of Power Rangers, which is Adam sitting in class, 
and uh, we hear piano music in the background. It's the mm-hmm. most unique cold open I think the show has ever had. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weirdly surreal because the school seems completely deserted. Only Adam, as far as we know, is in the school. Apparently, I guess he's doing like after hours. I got the feeling he was, he was studying after class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a couple things uh, about this opening before we get like super deep into it that uh, like one's real quick, one's one's more of a big thing. The real quick one is I only just caught this. The episode is credited as written by all caps, oh, like, yeah. the, like the opening credits usually are Buzz Alden, and then there's an ampersand, and then in all lowercase Charlotte, no last name given. Yeah. It- it really looks like someone was like, hey, you have to give this person credit. They wrote half the script. Uh, yeah. And they were like, shit, well, we already made the title cards. Like, fuck. Um, okay, we'll work it it's in there somehow. It's one step removed from it being scribbled on in Sharpie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's uh, the, the other one? thing I wanted to mention, and well, uh, not to spoil what the scene is, it's a scene that doesn't have very much dialogue, but for some reason the closed captioning on Netflix yeah. adds a bunch of dialogue that isn't there. I had a whole thing for that, but sure, just like spoil it. <laughs> Lexi, what's your thing? Go no, ahead. it doesn't. It's it's ruined now because we're <laughs> it, we're not there yet. <laughs> I, I can explain the Charlotte thing in, to fill this awkward moment. Uh, sure. According to Ranger Wiki, uh, Charlotte is a writer named Charlotte Fullerton who wrote four episodes over uh, season three and Power Rangers Zeo. So, and she was okay. credited as just. All lowercase Charlotte for some reason, probably a pen name or something. I don't know, but there yeah, you go. I don't, I don't know. Like if she's in the Writers Guild, I suppose you have to register a specific name that's used for credits. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So there right, you go. So, that's that so, yeah. explained. It's not Buzz Alden's dog or whatever. It's an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please give my dog credit. Uh, <laughs> she was there every night with me, writing up late, uh-huh. uh, and also she says woof woof. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, so uh, Adam is studying. We hear some piano music. He looks over to the left, looks back down, and looks ba- then looks back over because they there's just some cogs. Yep. Yeah, so which... in the background of the scene, <laughs> as he's studying, you can see through the window some cogs dancing around outside. Yep. Yeah. And Lexi doesn't mean dancing in the way that we usually mean when mooks are dancing, where they just move around all funny like mooks. They are literally prancing to the beat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, is like, m- it's like the fucking Pied Piper is playing, uh-huh. and these cogs are hypnotized. It's really cute. I love when... Uh, I, it's funny because I feel like in each series, um, the mo- like. The putties were portrayed as, like, fairly threatening early. Obviously, they got less threatening. But it took a while for them to get, like, straight-up goofy in the mm-hmm. in the, in the the original series. Uh, it did not take as long for the Tengas to get that way. And then I feel like the Cogs, it's like, we're episode 12, and they're just doing ballet. Like, we're, we're already there. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, uh, but I like it, because I like when the mooks are goofy. Um, the... He yes, they're doing ballet. Adam is just like, um. <laughs> he, start, he, start, he starts he starts tracking them, but like inside, like uh-huh. yeah, running so around yeah. the hallway. So he has to run down the halls and then go into another classroom to get visual on him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a door with just the biggest attention sign ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know. I, 
from what I remember of high school, detention just happened in a classroom. They didn't have a dedicated detention room, but apparently, yeah. well, Angel you Grove didn't high. go to high school with a Balkan skull. That's yeah. true. That was that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say props to Balkan skull for not just being in there. <laughs> oh man! I mean, it would have ruined the part of the episode if they had. But like, um. Just him opening yeah. the door and them just being in the background, like not paying any attention, would have been pretty funny. <laughs> or like at least bulk or something for you know just yeah. bulk. I don't know for no so, reason. So he runs <laughs> in the detention room and looks out the window and he sees the cogs. And uh, is this the first time we get like non-extant dialogue? I think. Um, yeah. No. Oh yeah. When he's hang on, there's a cut to the moon first. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. So yep. we cut to the moon. Uh, Sprocket is telling, um, King Mondo that it is Queen Machina's birthday and that he totally forgot, um, and that as, he should, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, as far as, uh, characters saying something that the other characters should already know for the benefit of the viewer, this one works okay, because I totally get the vibe that, like, uh, Sprocket would be a huge suck-up to his parents and yeah. Mondo would not have any idea when his wife's birthday is. King King Mondo is is pretty dumb for a robot what rules over a giant empire. Yep. It's, like, it's not even yeah. dumb. It's just he doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting because also he's a robot, which you would think would mean like that in order to not remember something, he has to like choose to not remember it. You know what I mean? Like cuz cuz he's a robot. So unless he just didn't put it in his data banks, he was like not worth not worth well, saving. But what, you're just, what you just said, like you know, him being an alien robot brings everything into question. Where he's like, oh, of course, no one appreciates classical music more than my lovely Queen Machina. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like, does Earth she like classical classic music? robot music? Yeah. 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 Like Earth's classical you're really music. Really into the eight bit chip tunes, you know the classical stuff. She loves all those YouTubes where people hook up. Uh, um, floppy disk drives to make them play music. That's her favorite thing. <laughs> Moonlight Sonata played on HP printers. Just <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, basically they have someone down to steal this mysterious musician. Um, yeah, Mondo's like, hey, I've got an idea. We should send Cogs down to like steal this musician that we can hear but not see for some reason. Yeah. Also, and, well, like, there's a reason they can't see who it is. Yeah. You know, you could just tune in or buy or you know steal if you got to be evil a cd full of classical music that stuff is public domain you don't even right, have to but pay that's any not rights. The s- simon it's about the gesture yeah, yeah the gesture exactly. of evil it's not i about get that giving her the music it's about giving her a personal musician yeah, 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 yeah. that's like way but better. i do like that they choose to steal a guy who's pretty good at piano from a high school and not yeah, like they, they don't go to like whatever classical pianist <laughs> yeah. that's what I well you see they're kind of seeing earth through a pinhole right now where they're only looking at angel grab they're like yeah. oh it's the only piano player in the world right there Angel go high <laughs> yeah yeah that's what that's what i was gonna say is like they could go anywhere but they just grab fucking the a kid from high school because yep. he's pretty good or you know adult or somebody we have no idea who this yeah, is. Somebody, someone. We, we're so, really talking around naming right now but it's fun i like it so it is but like the fucking pirouette the cogs do to go up against the window and so eavesdrop is so good the pirouette is good my favorite part is actually they put their hands to their ears and uh, and they like move in and out. As I'm sorry, you listening. mean their you mean their audio receptors? Yeah, whatever yes. the hell their weird mm. like um, 
rocketeer bumps are. Yeah. And they like <laughs> rocketeer bumps, yes. Yeah. And they like move their heads in and out in time to the music. Also, uh, hey, the the cogs talk. Have the cogs talked before? This, this is yeah, the first time. Yeah. Yes, okay. they have. Yeah, yeah they've talked. Times. Um. So yes, they talk. Still not a fan uh, of Mooks talking. Well, it just makes everything way more clear that the Power Rangers are are just killers. Like, right? Yeah, they're murdering yeah. sentient beings. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they're like, okay, we're gonna steal this dude. Uh, Adam comes around the corner. Runs into the the room uh, where they're standing outside. Oh no, he's sorry. He's like still across the street. Yeah. Yeah, across like I don't know. There's some the fucking, courtyard, I guess. Yeah, courtyard yeah, like across the courtyard. Yeah. And he sees them climbing into a window. <laughs> yeah, and he finally makes it there in time for the cogs to climb through the window, which is convenient. Man, right, we right as the music stops. Yeah, a figure. And then a, a person, yes, you're right, is uh, not clear who it is, uh, a figure in a full-on Dracula cape. Uh-huh. And uh, let's, let's, let's get, let's, let's, uh, let's go with the probable reference here, Phantom of the Opera cape. Right, that's, yeah. that's sure, the thing yes. they were going for, yeah. clearly. Yeah. It, is a, it is a hooded figure. Yeah, it's a hooded figure, which when we, it's revealed who it is, I want to know why he has this. Because, and, Zach, that's, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk get about there, it but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but he runs away, and the cogs are just like, well, okay, this is for sure. So the cogs just stare at Adam. Before we before we get to what happens, I love that it's not clear what caused this figure to run away. Yes, it's not clear true. if it's the cogs or if it's Adam bursting into the room or if he was just already leaving. Yes. I choose to believe he was not paying attention to anything that was happening around him because he was absorbed in his music. Right. And yeah. as soon as the piece ended, he got up and scampered off. Yeah, yes. he was on he was on a strict timetable to avoid being revealed because he has to only play music in secret in yeah. the school in public. So. so So yes, for some reason, um, as was alluded to earlier, there is dialogue in this episode that is like so there's only subtitles for it. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's because the script called for those. And something is very strange because it's there are extended sequences of the cogs. Extended. Six seconds of the cogs and Adam just staring at each other. Yep. No, the cogs are making like weird robot movements and stuff. They are yeah. talking in robot it language. It seems like they forgot the to dub in the dialogue. subtitles translated it for us. We just don't okay. understand. Okay, I get that. Here's, here's the but thing, there was though, a line this- earlier on that Adam said and didn't say when he was looking at them through the window. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not clear if there's like dialogue in the script that they forgot to ADR in mm-hmm. well, or what. I mean like I think they decided to just like not use his dialogue because like what Adam says out loud doesn't make any sense of dialogue they said. They're like, oh he escaped. Perhaps we destroyed his Power Ranger and Adam says like your move, bull brains and it's like he wouldn't say that to okay. that. You know what I mean? That's sure not a bad point. Yeah. Hey we should he- we should destroy this guy. Alright, your move. Well, I, yep. mean, I, I mean, feel like I feel like more like it's a stare down, and he's like, "Your move." <laughs> Just this awkward <laughs> silence, and like, <laughs> why? What? Okay. Because I mean, like, I feel like he wouldn't say that to that. He would say like. Go ahead and try or something. I don't know. It just, I feel like Adam would say your move to any situation. This scene <laughs> works with him just saying your move, bull brains, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it's fine. It's, say it's that weird. to a vending machine where it's, his bag of chips got stuck in the spring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it isn't. It's just worth noting because we've done it's a lot weird. of episodes, yeah. and this particular fuck up has not appeared. No, it before. seems like an actual bug of this episode that, and it's hard to tell if. 
they just didn't notice and like that's the version of record of this episode or if they sent a bad version of the episode to Netflix, it's hard to tell. So that does raise another question because we've absolutely gotten Netflix titles in the past where it's clear they misheard something. Yeah. Yes. Because what they wrote makes no sense and mm-hmm. like wouldn't have been in a script. So how did they right. get dialogue here that absolutely was not spoken in the episode? Like, So here's what I'll say to our listeners. This is the excuse I've needed to go ahead and buy the next three seasons on DVD. Because wow. I only, I only really. have the first three seasons. Gotta get to the bottom of the subtitle <laughs> mystery. So, Put on your go. Sherlock hat and magnifying glass and <laughs> bubble pipe, everyone, because yeah. we're going to solve this one. Oh, I was going to go for a Hardy Boys reference myself. That's more. Uh, I, mean, I feel I, like that's more Zach's speed. I don't know. The bubble pipe is pretty me, though. Yeah, that's definitely a thing I would have. You know, so, yeah, hold on, hold Z- on. <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown. I was Zach. gonna. I was gonna fucking say Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> Zach, I, I feel like Zach's more like an Inspector Gadget, where he goes around pretending like he thinks that he's really good at his job and tries to do his best, but really chilly solving the crimes. It's gonna be. <laughs> hmm, I watched the DVD, and it yes. was exactly the same thing. Every, so every no I, further information. <laughs> hmm. I watched the DVD, and it was exactly the same thing. Every mm. day, <laughs> Emily's correct. So every day I is, go to work for eight hours, and then my cat comes in behind me and fixes all the dumb shit I did. <laughs> so anyway uh i really don't understand how she got a government clearance but you know whatever <laughs> um so at this point um they fight or wait do they no, fight or do they, they just run the away just fucking peace out yep. yeah the cogs just run away adam says your move and their move is apparently to retreat to flee after they've agreed to destroy him well, in actually subtitles. I, my guess is they got called up because it doesn't yep. really look like they were retreating so much as just all of a sudden, whoop. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're um, more like, there's no reason to fight him, really. Like, we already fucked up, so. Yeah. I mean, if you can, I mean, if you can cover your fuck up by killing a Power Ranger, that's pretty damn good. That's what I call failing forward. It's only three of them. They have no chance. <laughs> so here's a little, uh, little fun piece of uh, world building I noticed. We cut to the next day. Uh-huh. And that's when Adam is telling Tommy about what happened yesterday, which to me tells me that Adam does not talk to Tommy outside of school <laughs> day, like hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, he's like, this is important, but also I'm not going to call Tommy. It's mm-hmm. I am off the clock. It, it, it's like <laughs> the important, really. It was just cogs. They left. We didn't even fight. No one got hurt. It can wait. <laughs> yeah. Which I just I enjoy that. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. I can absolutely see Tommy being sort of the micromanaging reader where he's like, you know, literally anytime anyone sees a cog, he'll grill you for 15 minutes on what was going on and what he thinks happened yeah. and stuff. And everyone's just fucking sick of it. Yeah. Right. Like, so what did you do? Well, you didn't fight them? They just left? Exactly. So so that makes sense. But yeah, so we've got Adam is telling Tommy and Kat, uh, yeah, There's this, also there's this guy... With a fucking full-on cape at school, and he just ran away when the cogs showed up, uh, and I don't know who it was. Uh, and and you know, Tommy's like, "Why are the cogs interested in music? I don't know." And then, you know, the the idea is basically like, "I guess we'll just keep our eyes open." Which I love that a, a through line of the Power Rangers is like, whenever something happens, they don't immediately know like why it's happening, but they know it's bad. Well, yeah. Space robots came. It's probably bad. 
I really appreciate that they've just given up on calling Zordon an alpha when weird shit happens. <laughs> yeah. It, it, They're never useful. Why bother? It's happened a fair number of times Might where, Billy, but, eh. where, where their here. call is He's just like, oh, yeah. I guess we'll just wait till something bad happens. Yeah, Simon, they can't afford long distance to Aquatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot Billy was gone. That, okay, yeah. yes, good. Okay, so... Then um, a a woman shows up named Miss so Rodriguez. Many times, you know, constant character, Miss Rodriguez. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> she's, she's up. It's, it's Miss Appleby, uh, Mr. Kaplan, and Ms. Rodriguez. Miss Rodriguez Falcon. from Power Rangers, and that's famous meme. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Ranger Wiki says that she is the assistant principal. I don't know if that will. We'll pan out, but we'll see. I, I really guess. hope she only appears in this episode and Ranger Wiki just <laughs> went for a shot in the dark. Yeah, she might just be a kindness counselor based on what she tells them right now. And that's yeah. the only thing we see of her, so eh. So I will say that uh Miss Rodriguez is like, Hey Adam, I need to talk to you about your schedule. You took the same class twice and got an A in it both times. <laughs> At which point I'm like, how? Yeah, so... <laughs> so Adam's like, sounds like I beat the system, miss. Don't see a problem with that. <laughs> that can happen in college, and I actually know people who got really... Not like, I don't know that you would take the same class, but in college, I knew people who got screwed because, like, they didn't know they had missed a requirement oh, or, yeah. or, or, or something like that. But I think in high school, everything's pretty tightly controlled. I... I I lump this on with Billy graduating like surprise early. I don't understand how this would happen yeah. in high school. So I, the only the only thing I can think of is since Adam specifically transferred from Stone Canyon, he had a quote unquote okay. credit yeah, he might have, for quote yeah. unquote creative writing from quote unquote Stone Canyon High. <laughs> yeah, and like something just went weird in the transcript and it didn't like show up initially. So he was like, "Oh, sweet, I can take this class again," and I'll. You know, I'll ace it because I've already taken it before. And in the world of uh, of uh, Power Rangers, Stone Canyon High is the Phoenix University <laughs> of uh, of institutions. Everybody's like, "Uh huh, sure." So yeah, she's well, like, "I mean, it's just the name of the really high rock in Stone Canyon that the kids yeah. hang out on." <laughs> so she's like, "You need to, uh, you know, be a more well-rounded student." Anyway, later, no, not anyway later. So I took the liberty of changing your class schedule. Yeah. That's that kind of. She sucks. didn't just have to talk to him. She signed like, him up. So I for signed a you up for music instead. Okay, with, bye. Like, no consultation. That's yep. how it worked in high school, though, isn't it? Like they just told you what classes you were taking. No, we got no. If it wasn't if it wasn't a core class like uh, math, yeah. really, I mean, math was a, no. Actually, even math, we had choices. We could yeah, I'm pretty sure they take. asked us to rank like our preferences, and if there was no room in our first okay, one, okay, you're we right. Got I think that is second yeah. or something. Okay, yeah. I think you're oh, right. We were My a bad. small enough school. You just got into whatever you chose. I'm just yeah. old, so it's been a while. But yes, but there's definitely not a there's definitely not a public school where they're gonna like just shove you into into a class where you need to learn an instrument. Well, yeah, especially yeah, a creative class where like you just might not be suited for. Yeah. Also, it's like the the, the the weird class scheduling of this school year is kind of confusing me because they're not at the beginning of the school year right now. And when Adam gets to his music class later, it seems like it's the first class of the year. Listen, it's Simon, weird. we've seen enough of Angel Grove Hype at this point to know that it's just fucking Calvin Ball. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe this is the start of a semester or something. 
Uh, so did you, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's California. There's no way to tell what time of year it is. Um, so it's anyway, episode twelve, uh, so it's like a fifth of the way through the year. Well, I mean, like or he could he could have chose like creative writing like a few months ago, and then she just yeah. noticed it. She's like, "You can't take it again, dude." Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, at this point, uh, yeah, Bulk and Skull show up. I uh, miss classic Bulk and Skull. Yeah, they're well, not cops anymore for this episode. I have bad news. This is the last time, according Aww. to Ranger Wiki, which. Uh, uh, that Balkan Skull will appear as students in Angel Grove High. It says oh. they will show up in Angel Grove High, but in their cop uniforms, this is the last time they will be students. So, is, this, is this literally their last day off from being cops for the rest of the season? It might be. <laughs> they, they got one Wednesday off, and that's it, to go back to school and then cop Wait, again. Wait, hold on, hold on. What if they're 21 jump streeting it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're casing on, the joint know. because they heard rumors of they're cogs. undercover for a different case that's like doesn't appear in this episode. I would like to believe that. Yes. yes. Uh, so uh, Who they can ask, we assign uh, to this high. Wait, you guys are literally in high school. <laughs> yeah. They ask Adam what what's going on, and they're like, "Oh, classical music, huh?" Because sorry, she assigned him a cla- uh not just like band, but classical yeah. music. Which yeah, is that weird. seems like a bit of a, okay, I don't know if you have any experience, but I'm just going to throw you into a fairly complicated... I mean, yeah. also the thing is, it's weirdly granular for a high school music class. You don't. That's what I was there, saying. There's we no, like, like, genres of music classes. You don't sign up for rock and roll or classic. The, yeah, the closest you can get is if you can sign up for pep bands specifically. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We had, like, jazz band and pep band, but they were, like, extracurriculars. It wasn't, like... Yeah. Uh, part of yeah, it wasn't like classes. It was just like I'm in jazz band. Also, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, Balk is like, what a bunch of crap. It's just like boring music with losers, and he's you know being Balk. Uh, he says like, and he's like, that sounds stupid, right, Skull? And Skull's like, what? Yes, oh yeah, yeah, for dreams. sure. I totally hate music and know nothing about it. Yeah, Skull seems like he just was not paying any attention whatsoever. Yeah, yes. To be fair, Skull does just seem like he, <laughs> he was, was not paying out. attention. Yeah, <laughs> and then he and then he immediately overcompensates. Yeah, he's he he goes too hard on it. Yep. He says, "Ha ha, double ha!" And, I don't even uh, own a cape. What? Yeah. No. And, Sk- and Skull or Bulk <laughs> is like, "Okay, Skull, we get it." Um, Cat. Uh, is like, I think it's great that Adam's trying something new and different. Which, Forget the part where he was forced to. Yeah, this is literally <laughs> the first time any of us are hearing that he's going to be trying something new or different, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they stick up for him. They're like, classical music will be a challenge. Uh, Miss Rodriguez uh, finds Skull. Sneaks up behind them. Grabs him and says, ah, uh, Mr. Skullovich, the bright young scholar I was looking for and pulls him away. And yeah, she says she, she's also made alterations to his schedule. Yep. And as she's dragging him off, he reaches out for his boyfriend. Yeah, there's That's a good cute. physical comedy bit there. Now, given what we learn about Skull later, do y'all think Skull is actually a really good student and she wasn't being facetious? Yes, I 100% <laughs> believe that. For sure. I, th- I think... That might be the deal. We know that later Skull becomes very rich and famous. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was actually really smart and just didn't let Bulk know because mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't. No, I mean that's been his game all along. Is like yeah. he plays the fool. My question is: is is that canon? 
the only problem with that is we've seen instances where he, he was left to his own devices, like in the Turkey Monster episode. Oh, sure. And he okay. turned into a cartoon. So I don't yeah, know. That's true. Um, but yeah, so we cut uh, to band class. Um, we are introduced to the music teacher, yeah. who I am pretty sure will never show up again. Uh, not not because they aren't going to use him again. He's going to forget that he's in this show. Yeah, I like him. He's goofy. They gave him the one suit that they have from the closet because <laughs> <laughs> it's like giant okay, on him. I know you mean the like costume department for the show, but I choose to believe you mean that the school gave him the yeah. one suit that the school yeah. has for all of their teachers. Yeah, yeah, they just got the one. It's like a uniform. Um, but they yeah, only have uh, one, so the teachers have to swap out between classes. <laughs> so his his name is Mr. Hams. <laughs> yeah, and great name. his whole thing is he keeps accidentally doing the spoonerisms because uh-huh. he walks in and he's like, "Hi, I'm classical music, and this is Mr. Hams." No, wait, that's not right. Yeah. I'm classical Hams, and this is Mr. Music. The question nope. is: Is that an affectation, or is he really like absent-minded? Is he just trying to be cute for the students? Oh, that's 100% affectation. He thinks it's hilarious. Right. That's what I thought, too. Now, I do want to say I am going to need you all to call me Classical Hams from now on <laughs> and nothing else. You got it, Classical uh, Hams. Thank you very much. Classical um, Hams. <laughs> so, so, yeah. G- um, so, Skull tricks the guy who's sitting at the drums away from the drums, and we never see that guy again. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Tricks is generous. He says like, the teacher said you can't play the drums, scram, and he just he goes. He says what? the teacher doesn't trust him with drums, which is way funnier. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's a dude. big it's responsibility. A... Listen, I played drums in school, and you could drop a stick anytime. In fact, you did it all the time and disrupted the class all the time because you dropped your stupid sticks. That's what drummers do all the time. I will say this did spark a flashback to like, like middle school band Mm. and i do remember the drummers just hitting the drums while the teacher was trying to talk and then eventually getting in trouble the thing with percussions the thing to know about percussions is they're basically the only instrument that you can play accidentally (laughs) and it happens a lot that's Uh, true also the percussionists in a high school middle school whatever band are the ones who give the least shits about being there Oh, I, I, just, I was into it. It just, uh, you know, you drop a symbol. Collectively, you know, they were always the ones make, starting the most trouble. Okay. I, I can believe that. Um, so he sits down and he, like, makes a face at a... Uh, also, Skull is wearing his little circular sunglasses that he uh-huh. used to wear, which I like. I miss those. Uh, Bulk and Skull are both dressed in their, like, classical outfits yep. in this episode. Um Skull says, like, Miss Rodriguez says, I have to be more rounded. Uh, and he says it, like, and then he does a, a fucking um, uh, rim shot. <laughs> like, yeah. it's very like, good. We've seen, we've seen Skull play the drums before, right? Like, Yeah, played, I believe so. He, he played yeah. when uh, Bulk was trying to do a band or whatever. Yeah. I think in that bit we saw Skull playing a bass guitar as well. We've, we've seen Skull play a lot of instruments, actually. Yeah. So... He, he he's like, what's wrong with that? And so Skull f- gives his kind of thing for the episode. He says, well, if Bulk finds out I'm in here, I'll never hear the end of it. And, uh, you know, Adam kind of mulls on that. And then the music teacher does his dumb shit <laughs> um, <laughs> that we already described. Uh, 
And then, then he's like, yeah, then he's like, uh, all right, everyone, feel free to experiment with your instruments, which, you know, it's which just is never, no, bad idea, bad yeah, call. Yeah, no, that's awful, but... He has an announcement before that, yeah. Adam turns around to the to the piano and just starts playing fucking Chopsticks. The uh-huh. one song literally everybody can play on piano. Right. And Skull is impressed, which, you everyone, know... Everyone, it cuts to the rest of the, uh, I guess, orchestra, um... At this point, and they're all kind of looking at each other like, are you serious with this one? Yeah. There's actually, uh, uh, most of them are at least holding their instruments. There's one lady on the left in the front row who's like flute or oboe or the things. I'm not sure what instrument she's supposed to be playing because it's still in its case. Sure. Yeah. That's just called like instrument uh, discipline. You don't want to like your instrument to go off when you don't want it to. Yes. In summary... Adam got assigned to a classical music class and on piano and his abilities with piano, an instrument that takes years to master, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. years to learn, a lifetime to master, mm-hmm. is chopsticks. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, the other thing about this is he does say we have a, a recital or concert at the Jim and Juice Bar. He yep. says Youth Center, but yes, Jim and Juice for Bar. For his advanced students. Uh, but for you, the you advanced attend, students later credit. this evening. Skull calls them nerds again, and then we cut to the moon, basically. Um, and then uh, oh, Zach I cut up for me there. I'm sorry if I talked over you, Zach. Oh. I thought you weren't talking. No, 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 get fixed in post. We don't need to call attention to it. Uh, it's sorry. fine. Uh, Why so, do we have an edit? Yeah. Uh, so at this point, uh, we, it's the afternoon. We have uh, uh, the cogs back at it again, trying to steal that. <laughs> back pianist. at it again in Angel Grove High. Yep, yep, they're doing a little um, silly choreography again. My yeah, they, do, they do they do a communal wave, yep. like they link hands and do the wave, yep. and then do it like back. Yeah, there's some real good cog suit work in this episode. Just being goofy, it's it's very good. Uh, so, um, the, then the craziest conversation happens because. Okay, so Tommy and Kat are there with Adam, and they ask Adam he's, if he's going to be there at Ernie's for the, the recital tonight. And he says, I can't. I have piano practice. And his piano teacher just said that it's free credit to go and like attend that concert. So how does he have... That doesn't make any sense. I don't mean, they're not talking about the recital. They're talking about Ernie's. Yeah, they're talking about just going to Ernie's oh. like right now to just grab dinner or whatever. Sorry. I thought, yeah. I thought yeah. they were talking... Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, so they hear the piano. He says, like, oh, we should go check it out because it's, uh, it's what I heard the other day. And they run into some cogs in the hallway. And is this the first fight inside this school? I think it is. It feels like it is. I've, I, I want to say there might have been putties in the school in season one or something. But it feels like it has to have happened. I, th- I think we've had mooks and monsters running around the school, but, like... We've never had a fight, and more to the point, as far as I could tell, because this fight culminates in the stairway that we've seen like a million fucking times. Yeah, this has to be original footage. I mean, that's for yeah. sure because mm-hmm. it's 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 them morphed in uh, in Angel Grove High. So yeah, they actually morph and fight the putties in in the hallway, and it's pretty cool. Um, I, I it's good to see original morph fights. Also, as they're chasing the putties, I do have to point out Cogs. one. Cogs, cogs, yeah. Sorry. One amazing bit of choreography, which is what that when the cogs round the corner, yeah. they do this incredible thing where they 
I don't. How do you? Would you describe this? They skid. Yeah, they skid kind of around the turn like a cartoon would, I guess. Yeah, like a like yeah, like a cartoon. They like put their one of their legs up and like it's like they're driving an invisible car. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and then they go around the corner. It's very very funny. They go around the corner and disappear, only to yes. immediately reappear with uh-huh. reinforcements. Yeah, with two more cogs or three more cogs. There's like six of them and. Uh, they yeah, we have a fight in the hallway and mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. Yep. Um, and I think I think this is a new piece of fight music too. Uh, I've missed a be. bunch of Zeo episodes, so I'm not confident in saying it's brand new, but I hadn't heard it. Isn't the fight yeah. music just piano? This fight music is piano. Later there's oh, a voice right. fight. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that, I got I got my wires crossed, no, but yeah, later fine. we'll get new music. That one that one's new. Uh it's a mostly a like a normal fight, but you're right, this is the one with the classical music because I do really enjoy yeah. them fighting Mook's classical music. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. It's really and good. The reason that I know for sure it is is because there's a part where Adam grabs one yep. of the cogs and makes them do, makes him do a tango with them. Yep. He's, He's like, like, "Shall we?" It's like classical <laughs> dancing. I don't think it's a tango technically, but sure, yeah. sure, yes. It's it's ballroom dancing. And then and then he does something else of a cog when um the 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 mysterious music player stops playing, leaves the room, and uh, the cog chase after them, like jumps over one of the cogs. Like he seems very unperturbed by everything that's happening here. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Like yeah, like there's power and cogs, and they're just like whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, a mop bucket falls over and a cog starts sliding on the ground and Adam jumps on it and starts surfing on it and it's so yep. fucking good. It's very <laughs> funny and also I don't mean to be gross but like he puts his foot on the very well shaped butt of the guy in this oh, yeah. cog costume. <laughs> I mean that's the natural resting place of your foot if you were to, <laughs> to do that. Zach. Yes? Zach, are you saying he was butthole surfing? Oh, boy. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, oh, it wasn't the hole, but yes, sure. I mean, uh, it's but I, close enough. I will say th- we get mu- they, they do multiple quick cuts. We get multiple shots of Adam, like, fucking riding this cog down the hallway. The most hilarious of which is the one we get from above. Which is, it's just, it, it just tickled me in, in just the best way. Yeah. Also, did we skip over, like, we saw the phantom of the school running past the fight at some point? No, yeah, he does. That's, that's okay. what, that's what instigates them chasing. Yeah. Uh, when the cogs, also the cogs continue to have their weirdly severe water allergy, uh, because, like, after everyone just runs away, all the ones that even touched it, just bits of them fall off. Like, yep. that's the thing. It's not like their circuitry explodes they just like literally fall apart when water now, touches there's them. no insulation on those things fair yeah. they had gotten severely beaten by sure. superheroes well that is true a superhero beating could do that to you fair enough uh but yeah uh the rangers lose uh lose the musician they're like gosh mondo really wants him uh, we should pr- figure out why, and and Adam's like, "Cool, right after piano practice." Bye. <laughs> he leaves, <laughs> and you know, I get that they have to. Which, which, what's double hilarious about that is like, okay, so Adam blew off figure solving this mystery for his piano practice, but he had something he had to go do. Why are Tommy and Catherine not not pursuing this angle? Because they want gym and juice. They listen, just need it. <laughs> I mean, listen, what are, where, what are they going to do? Like they beat yeah. up the cogs. What what 
in detective work are you expecting from them? I mean, they could go ask Zordon, but uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the piano room uh, or music room or, or whatever it is. And um, Adam is playing the piano. One of one of the keys makes a like boing noise yep. instead of the normal noise, which is funny. Uh, I mean, that's just opens... the noise that's made if a, a string is being blocked and like the hammer is hitting against uh, a string that I, can't vibrate. In my memory, they made it a weird sound effect, but I could that be wrong. That was not on the episode I watched. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, they open the back, and yes, uh, something is blocking it, uh, and it's a letter. Uh, and the letter says, um, hold on one second. It says yeah, lessons, 4.30 Thursday, Symphony Hall. Eric, can you please sync yeah. that so that we're all saying it simultaneously? <laughs> and then he says, that's today. I better check this out. Now, I have a question. What? <laughs> the mask, the, the, well, mask. He left the, him a letter. Yeah, to... the, the mysterious piano player yeah. left a letter in the piano before he left for Adam. Because oh, he wants to he mentor wants him to, he wants, Yeah, he wants to train Adam. Okay. Adam. But this never ends up happening because there's a monster to fight. Yeah, no, they. It, this all has a through line. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I just didn't understand that what that... I didn't get the letter, but I got it now. All right, got it. So, uh, Adam leaves. Uh, we cut to King Mondo, and he's like, Never should have sent Cogs to do a monster's job. Um, I guess I'll just turn the piano into a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not. It seems like the next logical step here. But no, don't know why I haven't thought of this before, right? Like, that, I wasn't paraphrasing. Work. He's literally yeah. like, well, I guess I'll use this. Well, what, what's fucked up about that is up until this point, we've been led to believe that the big thing that distinguishes the Machine Empire from what Reed and Zed were doing was that, you know, because all their monsters are, you know, robots and machines, they're just things that they've built before. You know, instead of just, yeah. but no, he just, he just does the magic. No, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to, he, he, he does, he, he modifies a piano to be a monster very quickly. Somehow. He hacked into the piano's firmware <laughs> and had it turn into yeah, a monster yeah. is what happened it's here. It's like really. Mega Man EXE. It's very scientific, very true, very real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point, yeah, he makes the piano into the mighty Fortissimodo, mm-hmm. which is nominally piano themed. It's mostly a clock face, <laughs> like a melted clock face that also With piano has a, keys at the bottom of his chin. Also, I hate it. I hate it. Yep. I hate its lips. It's a melted face clock uh, thing with a mustache as the pans of the clock. It looks like it was trying to go for a dolly thing, but also yeah. a piano. Yeah, kind of. Um, it also has a big top hat. I do like that part. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the monster and some cogs ca- finally catch up to the hooded uh, piano player. But luckily, um, Adam shows up and does a sweet flip well, yeah. more. So what's happening here is the hooded player is going to wherever the fuck he was supposed to meet. The auditorium, the I Symphony guess. Symphony Hall at four yeah. thirty on Thursday. Right, and Adam's Adam's going to, for his lesson. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And they they capture capt- capture him and tell him, "Hey, you're going to be a present for uh, Queen Machina. It's a great honor." And then Adam runs up 
hold on. This I just want to call attention to how well this mysterious figure manages to keep his mysterious identity while struggling yep. for his life against these kidnappers. Yeah. The hood stays right in place. We never see his face. Yeah. Um. So Adam runs up, does a forward flip through the air, and morphs while he's doing it, which is yeah. pretty cool. I like that part. It was really it's cool. And I, kind of I, rad. I mentioned it already. It's fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Adam fight like six cogs at once. Which also, is all the cogs good. and the monster completely lose their grip on the masked pianist thing, and he runs off because they can't do anything right. Yeah, there's a close-up of the monster's lips. I hate it. Yeah, very, I was about to ask, much. can we describe the monster in detail? Because, oh boy. I already said I don't like it. So the lips are like these big purple lips that are in a permanent frown. Uh-huh. And, and they're, for some they're reason, situated where his belly would be if he was a human. Yeah, and for some reason, they d- decided to do a close-up on them at this point, and I didn't like it when I saw it. Yeah. I still don't like it. It's if, gross. If you, haven't, if you haven't actually seen it and don't want to watch the episode, and I actually do recommend watching this one. It's pretty good. Um, just to, you remember the, the recent uh, Beauty and the Beast remake and Absolutely what they did with Cogsworth? Not. Cogsworth. <laughs> Well, I do. Take, take, it's take like the what nightmare they did version with, of Cogsworth. Yeah, I the guess. nightmare Cogsworth make it just even worse. <laughs> yeah. And he says, like, Power Ranger, you're just in time for the debut of Fortissimo's Fugue of Fear in A minor, which is pretty oh. funny. Cool that uh, he mentions, you know, a uh, friend of a show, Ashley. I would like someone who knows music to make, to verify that this song is indeed an A minor. <laughs> I, I, so, I like that joke, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's that. a good joke. Also, I like how the background's completely different for the shot, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Very clearly (laughs) Sentai footage all of a sudden. (laughs) I kind of hate that this monster only does, like, one musical attack in the whole episode. um, We should probably point out that his musical attack is he's literally got a keyboard below his lips that he plays. Yes, he plays his own body, essentially, which is pretty funny. bad. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, like, as far as the person wearing the costume, it's basically a crotch keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somehow so, the other rangers ended up at the command center. Yeah, they go to the power a uh, power chamber. And they're like, hey, Zordon, what's going on? And Zordon's like, hey, Adam's getting his ass kicked by a monster by himself. Let's watch. Yep. <laughs> also, Tanya and Rocky are there, and... We haven't seen them at all this episode so far, but they're there. I just yeah. like that instead of Zordon being like, uh, Adam needs your help. You guys should go there. He's like, hey, <laughs> observe the Vian Guild. I'll show you what's yep. going on. We got yep. time. What's what's wild is it's actually been kind of a long time since we've heard Zordon say observe the viewing globe. Because uh-huh. he used to say that constantly. Zordon's barely been around like because Billy replaced him, but Billy's gone. So yeah. uh, he's, uh, you know, Zordon says like, According to Adam, Fortissimo, the Fortissimo creature will not stop until he captures the mysterious pianist. Um, and then I laughed, and Adrian <laughs> hit me. Yep, yep exactly. Uh, so I, I love grabbing mysterious the- penises. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've noticed it, but like when they prepare to morph, they're like the the morphers tell kind of like teleport onto their arms, taking the place yeah. of the communicator, the communicator. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, makes they, sense when you think about it, but like, I don't know if they've ever shown that. 
They've shown it, I think, once before because I com- I was like, oh, good, they'll never lose them again. And then they lost them le- literally like the next episode. <laughs> it wouldn't be very subtle if they were walk- walking around with those two matching huge metal bracers all the time as students, right? So Yeah, yeah those would be a, a lot harder to explain than the watches. Yeah. yeah. But what, what's, what I caught in this episode is just how weirdly stiff and robotic the like arm dance they do before they morph is. Yep. Well, yeah, because they have to try and line up that shit. Uh, yeah, I bet they had like five minutes to practice that, and then they were like, "Okay, now we're shooting it." Like it's fairly complicated, and I bet they didn't have a lot of time to do it. Uh, but yeah, they have a specific. I love the like more complicated morphers in the later seasons. I really like the Zionizers; they're mm-hmm. neat. Um, but they do super look like they have only done this a couple times. Listen, yeah. I recently came into possession of one myself, and uh-huh. it's kind of complicated. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, like, yeah, one it seems like lining out. up your two arms just right when you're trying to do yeah. it fast is not that easy, right? Uh, so the other thing to note is before they morph, Tommy's like, we have to get to the Zeo cycles. Which, again, you can teleport. Why do you have motorcycles? I don't understand. Yeah, like, you're going to the fucking school. It's not really a place where the motorcycles are going (laughs) to be helpful. It's it's just that Tommy's been working on on this cool, like, gunshot from his bike thing, and he wants to show it off real (laughs) bad. Yeah, yeah. Because they immediately have to get off them to fight the monsters on Uh stairs. You don't there's not even a full shot of them riding them. Like there, there, well, there is, is. there's quick. one. Yeah, it's them. But it's, it's a like, transit. It's a transitory shot. Like it. Yeah, yeah. To- it's Tommy shooting from the yep. back of the bike. Then they immediately stop and get off. Like uh-huh. yeah, it's very very fast. Uh, then it's some some some. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a kind of fighting I wish they do more of. Like to expand on our just shoot them uh, cries. Yeah. Why not just shoot them and also like dodge all their shit by riding a motorcycle? Also yeah. add the velocity yeah. of your bike to the speed of your bullet for better shots. It seems like it's science, so they should <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, that's right. That's just science. Bullets get more deadly if you shoot them from a moving vehicle. Mythbusters, solve this one, please. <laughs> so, uh... Yes, some... go back in time to when the Mythbusters were still a thing and solve this. There's some Sentai fight, uh... We keep cutting back to quick shots of the of the hooded figure hiding in the bushes, and also hiding in the bushes. Clank and Orbis are just here now. Yep. Yeah, uh, and uh, then King Mondo says there's only one way to capture the mysterious pianist, which I hope they, <laughs> I want them to say it so much more uh, without those stupid Power Rangers mucking it up. Which is to make my monster giant? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. The Power Rangers have no answer for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quite follow. I mean, that's your... that's how you that's how you get a mysterious pianist is you make your monster grow. Oh Jesus. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be right. I love back. it. <laughs> Howdy, everybody. Zach here. Uh, no, not that, Zach, a different one. I, um, I host a show on audio intro... Mm, okay. I'm the Zach whose podcast is about brightly colored heroes who fight... Okay, I hear it. I hear what I'm saying. I'm the Zach who can drink water. There we go. Got it. Okay. All along the Watchtower, it's another podcast here on the Audio Entropy Network. We're rewatching the DC Animated Universe show by show because we looked at the other rewatch podcast and said, that's cool. What if we did six shows at the same time? Uh, we got new episodes Wednesdays. Anyways, 
Uh, sorry for intruding, and uh, go back to your regularly scheduled Power Rangers. Bye. Say that joker to the Hey everybody, welcome back. So, uh, dick jokes, and then after the dick jokes, uh, Clank throws Orbis at the Fortissimo. Clank is swinging his little friend around his, his gigantic ball. Yeah, he's swinging his big balls around, and this is just a, the worst episode. I just hate it. Uh, <laughs> Fortissimo gets real big. We get a got very a giant pianist. Yeah, a giant pianist. He grows it's, it's because huge 100, penis, hundred foot tall pianist. He's he's a real grower and a shower. <laughs> I hate it. So we get a fun shot of the mysterious, uh, the mysterious pianist. I hate this. Uh, like freaking out and then running away. Um, Jack, you loved this like twenty minutes ago. What happened? <laughs> what, what's so dumb about this uh, uh, Wang boner is that <laughs> this this the, the the pianist gets huge. It it really it gets engorged and swells up. Uh-huh. But then like all the 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 mook fight just keeps going though. Yep. Well, that I is, like this. Yeah, that that is fun. The other thing I like about about it is that the fucking piano monster has a fire breathing attack because yeah, fuck it, sure. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. the, the the pianist got got so swelled up and big, and then it just sprayed everywhere. Dick balls. Yeah. So no, no. Uh, and, then, and then and then and then the cock picks <laughs> up Adam. <laughs> 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 okay, so the mook fight is pretty good. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, it is a little strange that it's happening the same time that I, like what is the monster doing? It's trying to grab the the little guy. The it's the time, it's trying to grab the pianist. Yeah, when you've had a when you've had a, when you have stubby, barely movable arms and giant like fucking sausage fingers, and you're trying to pick up a tiny little, like... When you're trying to grab your sausage with your giant sausage fingers, <laughs> it's a little hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he, um, he, tr- he tries to grab the pianist, but he yeah. accidentally just grabs Adam instead. Yeah. Adam's uh, also a pianist. Yeah. He's a, like, he's a... <laughs> he's a smaller pianist. He's a, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. He's okay, less developed. You know Y'all are right. I, I Let me correct my statement. He... He... He grabs the wrong pianist. He gets a real fistful oh, of that pianist. You really don't want to grab the wrong pianist. It's very important that you only grab the pianist that you are intending <laughs> to grab. Uh, so Tommy calls in his Zord, or they all call their Zords, I guess. But Tommy gets to show off the coolest vehicle in Zio again. And they. Zach, I'm going to need more air quotes around coolest there. <laughs> Adrian. Uh, was watching this episode with me, and it's the first time she's seen the Defender Wheel, because I think it's only, this is the second time it's shown up, and she was yeah. like, excuse me? Wait, <laughs> hold on? What? <laughs> it's a big wheel and a thing that spins it, and they go, it goes down and rolls. So, they don't, they don't show Tommy once it actually, like, starts fucking spinning, but he's running really, really fast in there, right? <laughs> yep. I hope so, Yeah. So it, it knocks the monster down, and then he just gets out of it and drops and, at him. Yeah, and it just they, helps Adam. Yep. But then, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he slams into the the pianist, and it uh, it drops its load. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, so, uh, letting go of other pianist see. jokes for a second. The, def- the purpose of the Defender Reel that was previously established was to give them a way to attack a monster without instantly destroying it, you know? Yes, yeah, that's true. I Yeah, I got you. Um, so Which they I guess all- they didn't want to do because he was holding Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So they all shoot the monster with their individual zords. Um which is fun. I like the the like charging, uh, the shot of them all charging and shooting just a buttload of lasers, which is a good time. Adam, wanting to avoid the um, linguistic situation we find ourselves in, calls him an overgrown harmonica. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to say overgrown pianist? <laughs> Why would you want to say overgrown penis? <laughs> overgrown penis. Overgrown. I mean, cock. <laughs> I mean, harmonica's fun too because then we get to call him a mouth harp. Oh no, don't like that either. <laughs> they make the Megazord, um, and the uh, yeah. So okay, we finally get a musical attack where he shoots like. Oh, I guess they did it a second time. Um, he shoots like notes out of himself mm-hmm. at the at the Megazord. He attacks, out of his crotch piano, yeah, yeah he shoots he notes out of his crotch piano. with this, like, conductor wand sword, which is pretty neat, and then the Megazord gets its sword and just wins, because that's how it goes. It's <laughs> a real sword, my, a conductor baton. Yeah. This sword. is my mm. single favorite thing that's happened in a monster fight in God, several seasons. Mm. What? Because the oh, when, yeah. when the monster blows up, the top hat is on fire, just lands on a building. Yeah, it embeds <laughs> in it. Really it, it, like, flies into a building. Yeah, it, like, shoots off in the explosion. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And it, it actually lands on top of a billboard. Like, it just sits yep. on top of a billboard, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. Um, yeah, it, yeah. all of a sudden we get the fucking Persona 5 loading logo. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they're like, okay, you know, we cut up to the moon. Um, Sprocket is like, Dad, what are we going to do now? And he says, this old king still has a few surprises up his row of sleeves. And Queen Machina walks walks in at that exact moment and is like, ooh, surprises. And King Mondo's like, um, no, I said, I said supplies, not surprise. I was watching UHF and I had to make that very <laughs> bad that- joke. That yeah. racist joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is the last time we see them this episode. Yep. So he didn't actually have any other things up yep. his sleeve. No. There's still five he- minutes ish left of this episode and no more of the bad guys. It's pretty good. Yeah. What could possibly yeah. happen over the next five minutes? Well, so uh, we cut We're at back- the high sk- Yeah, at the at, at Angel Grove High because uh, it's cut off weird in the shot. Um, yeah, who knows what kind of building this could be? There's no way to know. Adam sneaks up on this musician. Uh, and he sneaks up he's playing piano place. in the dark. He's playing <laughs> piano in the dark, and he is doing the most exaggerated, like, it, it's just very, it, it is exactly like he's sneaking up on the goddamn Phantom of the Opera. Like, yep. that is what the scene looks like. Um, it, it's and, very specifically what they're trying to evoke, which is... A Wait, choice. Get, okay, who's gonna say it? What Adam does here? Go ahead. He, he pulls, pulls the, the hood off, off of the, the pianist. pianist. <laughs> 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 okay. And um, surprise to probably no one if they've been paying attention. It's skull. It's skull. 
Oh my uh, god, Skull, he's a mysterious penis. I mean yeah. penis. <laughs> I mean penis. <laughs> so, so I mean if this if this had been a story about a mysterious flasher going around Angel Grove, the answer would still probably be Skull. <laughs> yeah. Right. So do you do you think when do you think uh his his pianist persona he he says don't call me Skull, call me the boner? <laughs> Go on. No, no. No. <laughs> so yeah, okay. At this point, um, he's like, uh, oh, wait, Skull, you're the musician? And he's like, yeah, I've been taking lessons since I was three and, and, you know, all this stuff. And Yeah, apparently he's been studying with a guy at the symphony hall since childhood. Yeah, like, like Eugene Skolovich is straight up fucking a musical prodigy, and he's uh-huh. been yeah. keeping it a secret this whole time. Yep. Yeah, he's going to go to Juilliard after he graduates. Like, it's, yeah, it's... I also want to point out too that this this is like a really well acted scene. Like this is like this feels like, like yeah. it's not like a, it's not like super good, but this is at least like the grassy level instead of Power Ranger level. You know, right. like it's yes, it, I it agree. feels like we walked into the grassy episode. Jason Narvi gives good. more than he needs to. He, he kind of always does, but he does a good job here. He's also still doing it with gum in his mouth because he's yeah. Skull. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still he's still a character. He's still you know acting like Skull, chewing the gum, like talking. In sort of that weird, not quite Brooklyn accent that he's doing, mm-hmm. but like, it's a weirdly humanizing moment for Skull. Yep, it's really good. It's, it's cute. I'm just glad that they found an excuse to get Jason Arby's piano skills into the Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, Jason Arby is a pianist and an actual pianist, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. And also, he, yeah, he went on obviously to become an acting teacher. So he's got a lot of cool skills, and it's mm-hmm. nice that they get to work them into the into the show. And I and I I want to say too, like like Adam's like, come on, like why aren't you show? Like no one's gonna think it's a big deal. And he goes like, he goes like, I don't want anybody to laugh at me. And that puts into perspective how many episodes ended with people laughing at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a nice moment it's because it's it's not. So he says. You know, what if if Skull found out? I I don't want anybody to laugh. Yeah, at no, me. yeah, no. So that's that's the thing. Adam's Bulk, like, no, you know, people aren't gonna laugh at you. They're gonna respect this. Mm-hmm. And then Skull's like, I don't want Bulk to laugh at me. Yeah, he doesn't like, want it, Bulk. It's and very like, clear that kind the of toxic elements of and their relationship. Yeah, he's maybe worried like, that like if he shows that he has that, that he's hidden it from his friend, that is going to drive a wedge between them because Bulk is going to feel like he doesn't have any talent like this. It's a weirdly like kind of deep. Well, plot to cram no. into the last five minutes of a Power Rangers episode. Yeah, I mean, I got more the vibe of the toxicity of Bulk and Skull's relationship. Like, I'm using the word relationship in the terms of yeah. the show and not our right. head Where canon. they tease each other constantly. Yeah. They make fun of basically anyone for being good at anything, unless it's a thing where Bulk thinks he can do it. And for, for Skull to reveal that he actually is really good at this thing and actually has a passion... Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really big vulnerable thing to show to somebody who has shown nothing but contempt for vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's nice. The, the way this episode ends is really nice, too. The, it's an interesting thing because it's something that I've seen in, in actual relationships. Like, yeah. especially if, if uh, you know, like both both partners in a in a romantic relationship are, like, both very sarcastic or not not even sarcastic, but, like, one of the things that you do in a relationship is, or can be, if it's part of your your, your deal, 
is like you all like the same things, but you also hate the same things, right, and you yeah. like to talk shit about stuff. And it, there is something that I've seen happen where, like, well, why didn't you tell me, you know, you liked this? It's like, well, because I thought you'd make fun of it because we make fun of stuff like this together yeah. all the time. And you kind and of it, feel like making fun of things is, like, a good time you have, like, together. It's, it's Yeah. You, so, yeah. It, and honestly, most of the time I've seen that happen in my own relationships and other people's. The answer is always like, listen, we do that like for fun, but like I would never make fun of a thing that you really love. So mm -hmm. that that's kind of what what Adam says here is like, you know, if he's really your friend, then he's not going to make fun of you. He's going to be proud of you. It doesn't matter that like you've you guys, you know, tease other people for stuff like this. That doesn't yeah. matter. He'll be proud of you because he's proud of you. As a person. Also, also, it does kind of matter. Like, you really shouldn't do that. Like, maybe be nicer to other people. Like, yes, that's true. Because you know yeah. exactly what it would feel like. Yeah, they they stop short of that. She doesn't say that part, but, but that's yeah, that's where it should go. Really. Yeah. The other thing that's nice is that, like, I mean, we've kind of said it, but explicitly, it's not that Skull is like music is for dorks. It's mm -hmm. I will be upset if Bulk doesn't like me anymore like yeah. it's yeah it's it's not yeah, like, like he would be heartbroken if his friend made fun of him for his this thing that's a part of his life yeah, yeah. it's it's nice because that it's not just the the base like you know it's not the thing that happens in a lot of uh teen shows where it's like oh the the quarterback secretly uh like plays chess and he doesn't want anybody to know because he'd be less popular like that's mm -hmm. not the deal it's that he doesn't want bulk to know because he thinks he'll lose his friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a legitimately well-written little bit of, like, pathos from a character that has been... character that's been around since the beginning. Like, the long... One of the... Like, I think at this point, the longest-running character on the show. I think so. Yeah, tied, well, tied with, tied with Billy, yeah. Billy and... No, Billy's Bulk gone, man. Oh, right, sure. Billy is gone right now. Yep, fair enough. And, like, it is... It's so weird to get, like... And I don't want to completely blow it out of proportion because this is still Power Rangers. You know, it's not it's not that insanely good, but like it's still really good. And it's weird to get this quality of a story in what is effectively the only focus episode we ever get for yep. for a joke character. Yep. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, it's cute. I, I really like it. But yeah, so uh we then cut to the uh, Jim and Juice bar where a recital is going on. And um, we get like the very end of someone's uh, violin. Yeah. Piece. Uh, the Mr. Hams uh, ushers her off. And then he says, now uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, a last minute addition to our program. And it's weird that he hasn't, uh, he apparently hasn't read the piece of paper he has in his hands before he addresses the whole audience <laughs> yeah, to tell them. Yeah, this is the thing that happens in shows a lot that never it's has like, made sense. Why are you surprised? You're the one saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he says, Mr. Eugene Skullovich? And what? what is uh, this? Yeah. Everyone everyone kind of is like laughing and looking around because they assume it's a joke, and Adam's like, oh shit, and starts like starts a applause for yeah. him. Yeah, he starts yeah. enthusiastically is, clapping to try and get the crowd going. Yeah. Which is really sweet. The 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 curtain opens and I want to talk. So here's Zach. Yes. Do you remember at the beginning of the episode when Balkan Skull first showed up and you said they were in their classical outfits? <laughs> God damn it. You were wrong. <laughs> now Skull is in his classical yeah, outfit. His classical. Yeah. Where, where, where I thought you were going to go there, Lexi, was that earlier, like, 
I think Zach said, like, why is he in this, like, weird outfit? And it's like, because Skull's fucking extra. That's, like, what he yeah. does. Well, that's the, yes. so that's the <laughs> other thing. The answer to why the fucking, like, cloaked pianist was wearing a cloak, had a cloak, is because it's fucking Skull, and of course mm. he does. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a good, that's a good point. We, we know he has a big trunk of costumes. We saw that early. That is canonical. That's uh, not even a headcanon. Yeah, and here's, so here's what I love about this, is, like, I so he comes out in this crazy like Renaissance overcoat thing with a big puffy shirt and carrying a candelabra. Yeah, yes, and, we, we mentioned Cogsworth earlier. We have Lumiere right here. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, it's, I just fucking love that. Like, so I'm worried about what people think, but also if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking th- go for it. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like this is. M- as good of a bit of characterization because like yeah he's just like well i guess i'm gonna do it so like fuck it like give me this crazy jacket and like i'm gonna go ahead i mean he comes in dressed as mozart sits down at this uh what you call it like one of those pianos with the tail and whatever like grand piano yeah grand piano and he sticks his chewing gum under it and starts playing he sticks the chewing gum under it as like clearly as part of a theatrical like he's doing it to be extra yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it's really good it really works it's the it's the equivalent of bugs bunny sitting down and dramatically snapping on his gloves yeah you're almost right. expecting to start playing with his elbows and like making fart noises at this point, and it's like. I mean, <laughs> he practically does a version of that because he sits down, he very exaggeratedly sticks one finger out mm-hmm. and starts playing like finger, like one finger at a time, like he's just picking at keys. Yeah, and everyone laughs, and then he goes nuts, and it's yep. so good. It's so much fun. So yep. <laughs> yeah, he he plays. Uh, I I I looked it up. Ah, shit, I think I closed the, um, I think I closed the tab, but, uh, yeah, he, I believe it's a Chopin, Chopin piece, sorry, I don't know how to, Chopin, 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 yeah, Chopin, Chopin, uh, uh, and, yeah, it's really fun, it, here's what I appreciate about this, they let him play the piano for, like, two minutes, yeah, that, that is, like, Honestly, something Power Rangers doesn't do a lot is let scenes breathe. Yeah, and it's cool that uh, he plays the it's shit a out really of it. Really inexplicable really scene that really doesn't need to go that long. Yeah, and they really like yeah. l- just let it go for a while. And we get we get reactions from the Rangers like, "Wow, I didn't know yeah. Skull was so talented." His get- face is very good. They cut to Rocky doing a literal slack jaw. Yeah. <laughs> We get we get Jason Narvi like mugging for the camera, doing like eyebrow raises and shit. Oh it's my so god, good. the eyebrow raise he does is so fucking good. He like looks at the camera and just is like, "Yeah, I kick ass," and it's so good. Yep. It's it's like because the other thing is that means he's having fun. He's yeah, like, of "Fuck it!" Like this is a good. This is time his passion. For me. Like it's it's the most important thing in his life aside from his relationship with Bulk, and he finally yeah. gets of to whom? like come out and show everyone. Speaking of, as we're panning through all the crowd reactions, Adam's like really like he's smiling like, yeah, this is going great. And then like his face falls and we pan over to see Bulk, who has just kind of wandered in, is loudly mocking everything, has not looked at the stage. Here's my question. I understand that it's at the gym and juice bar. I get that Bulk probably was just going to go there anyway, 
but it's almost played like he doesn't even see the people like sitting like staring at the stage like he doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah i mean sure <laughs> he's intentionally being loud and obnoxious because yeah. he wants everyone to know how much contempt he has for this whole ordeal but right. speaking of really good performances from from Bulk and Skull's actors, mm-hmm. Paul Schreier, like when like all we get from Bulk is he sits down and he's eating popcorn because he's Bulk and he's in the juice bar, and just purely through Paul Schreier's facial expressions, we yep. see his heart melt. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. It's very cute. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So like he sits down and. Uh, you just see, like you said, you see his his expression completely change. Uh, I believe He's holding back tears by I, the end. I yep. believe Skull winks at him from the stage, or at least just into the audience in general. Uh, it's into the audience because he doesn't he doesn't know Skull. Uh, he doesn't know Bulk's there until Bulk starts walking up. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Like he's laughing and waving, doing an Elvis impression and shit, and then he sees. Yeah, he does. He does Bulk. the the giggle laugh from from Amadeus that we mentioned earlier. There's, yes. Uh, yeah. My favorite bit is Bulk is so stunned by what he's seeing that as he walks up to the stage, he just kind of like drops his popcorn and Adam catches it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, but like he's so like. Bulk's so moved by this that, like, Skull can't read his expression at all. And so as Bulk's walking up, he's kind of, like, scared. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he says, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then Skull says, I thought you said only dweebs played music. And I thought for sure Bulk was going to say, like, well, it's cool when you do it. But he mm-hmm. doesn't. He said, I was, that is stupid. I'm, yeah. I was wrong. And I'm sorry I said that. And it's like, damn. That's, this that's, is the most... Yeah. This is the most amount of character development anyone has ever had on this show. <laughs> yeah, in this one it's, scene. It's very nice. It's I really, really, good. really like it. And they're like they're yeah. thumbs upping and they hug in front of the crowd. It's adorable and yep. good. Yeah, no, I was audibly like making noises about this. <laughs> it's yeah. very, very it's very cute. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, like, obviously we have our, our canon that they're dating. But it's really cute even if they're not. Like, it's a sweet moment where we, we've seen before that, that like, obviously they care about each other even though they're, you know, quote-unquote bullies. But, like, to see somebody put aside, like, not just be like, uh, I guess I was wrong about, like, this thing in this specific case, but totally to go like, I'm sorry I said that. Like, that was shitty and I'm sorry because I said something bad about something you care about is, like... But pretty big deal for this show. It's not something that we yeah. we see that often. So yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's one of the only times that this show goes for something and actually nails it and is really good because it does exactly what it's trying to do really well. It's like there's no irony here. It's just a really good, well made like scene and a good episode. That's it. It's it's really good. Yeah. yeah. For once, it's not like well we saw the moral they were going for, but like no, like this. They did a good job. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good episode of Power Rangers. I'm And like I'm led uh, to yeah. understand that this is pretty widely considered one of the best episodes of the show ever and I'm, having just show. watched it. Like there's this one and the one with all the Red Rangers who, who are which are really good for completely different reasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, and then uh next episode we get some uh completely hilarious computer shit again. So uh-huh. Uh, Power Rangers just can't 
N- not gonna make oh, it, a streak. It never gets this sentimental, this <laughs> sentimental, and this effective ever again. The whole franchise, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, there's some good stuff in other seasons, but I, this definitely seems like an anomaly <laughs> in terms of Zio. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a good episode, and I really like it. And that's it, I guess. Let's do yeah. a question from the audience. Yeah. If you have a question. Uh, you can send it to us at Teens with Toot on Twitter, teenswithtoot at gmail.com, or Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Uh, and we're going to try to do some more questions in the new year. Um, I don't have a ton yet because uh, our plea for them hasn't gone out to you guys yet, but I got one. Ton asks, who is the sexiest villain of all time? I have two. Me, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'm gonna, give, Lexi. I'm gonna give uh, a dude and a lady. Um, has anyone here seen The Guest? It's no. a horror movie. Uh, it has. Um, oh my gosh, hold on one second. Uh, Woody Harrelson? Nope, that'd be pretty good. Uh, it has Dan Stevens from um, uh, Downton Abbey in it. Uh, and he plays like. Essentially, if Captain America was evil, is the character in The Guest. He's like oh, an exp- so yeah no I've re- I've I've seen that event that's terrible. <laughs> okay, not that not like that, but he is a like an experimental super soldier uh, who goes goes rogue essentially, uh, and he is just hot as hell in that movie uh, to the point where it's like, oh right, he's supposed to be the bad guy, but but also <laughs> I want him to win. Um, I'll try to find a picture from the movie. And then I'll also say, uh, I know it's kind of a cliche answer, but I really like Harley Quinn. I want to be clear, though, not current Harley Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought, like, cartoon version of Harley and then, like, early comics version of Harley was, was extremely sexy. The new, like, weird mall goth version I am way less into. Um, but, yeah, that's mine. Does anybody have any? Um, Bowser, for one. <laughs> okay, sure. I love that boy. I love yeah. that boy. I love him. He, I would give he, him smooches. Is, is Bowser a villain? <laughs> I yes. mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He's not necessarily um, a bad guy, but he's a villain. Okay, sure. He's a narrative villain. That's I'm trying fair. To think of like a like. I mean, another one I would say would be like it's a very Nintendo focused, but Ganondorf's very good. Um, but like, I'm trying to give another good girl one, and I can't think of any. I know there are ones out there that like I it's really like, but I can't. Super think of unfair that Zach had time to prepare for this one, and well, the rest of us just have to think through all of media. That's yeah, what I did too. I thought I would get a little bit of uh, head start, but yeah, because like I feel like I've definitely like seen things where I go, "Oh, this villain is very attractive," and it I really notice and. I think it's really memorable, and now I can't fucking think of any concrete <laughs> examples of that. I mean, I can say, uh, I don't know if this is like an all-time, but but the only thing I can think of in the context of this podcast right now is uh, Astronoma awakened some things in me as a child. Oh, Astronoma yeah. is yeah. very attractive, yeah. Yes. Uh, it, she... Well, her whole deal is attractive, let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. because she, well, yeah, okay, because she was a good person turned evil. <laughs> But yes, I mean, her whole costume and everything is great. And there's something attractive about like 
villains who are like love being evil in a way that is more attractive yes. than maybe like a reluctant villain. Yeah, they're um, not like they're not misunderstood. They just love being bad. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 kinda, I could list off like like hot girl villains really easily, but I want to do something like a little bit stronger than that. But I'm going to say definitively. Sorry, Michael. Continue. Well, I was going to say I was actually going to back you up on Bowser, uh, probably for a little different reasons. I don't necessarily want to be with Bowser. I want to be Bowser. That's fair. Bowser is I... what I aspire to. I mean. Who, like, yeah, he's Honey. a big giant turtle who can breathe fire. Like, yeah, also, he's a great dad. Also, yeah, he's a, a good he's dad. A, he's a good dad. He's a fun all around guy. He's good to the people who work under him, you know? Yeah, his his mini, his underlings love him. Like, yeah, that's true. I he, love you, Michael. He is very successful <laughs> at running a kingdom. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he definitely, nobody, there's no, like, coup. Uh, that happens at, at under Bowser. Also, would they call it a Koopa? Ah. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, I mean that's a good. I think that's genuinely a pretty good pick. Uh, I, I mean Bowser's rad. Like he's one of the best Mario characters for sure. I just love that I said Bowser, and then Michael's like, "Yeah, I want to be Bowser," and I'm just Aww. like, "You've never." <laughs> You're so cute to me right now, Michael. You're always cute, but... <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Ooh, I just remembered one, and it's actually one I was I had kind of on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, Hela from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, she oh, is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's kind that of was a, maybe was the most to... recent one where I definitely went, okay, this is very much something that I noticed right now, and <laughs> there you go. That's what that's I was. A that's, a, that's the kind of villain I was trying to think of too. Is like Hella, yeah. where she's like really sexy, but also horrible. Yeah. But also, it's kind of sexy. And to be clear, <laughs> hair down Hella is way sexier than like oh yeah weird sure. headgear Hella. I mean, again, these aren't necessarily all time picks, but another good recent uh, villain is Catra uh, in the new She-Ra. I love Catra. Still haven't watched it. I need. She's to. got a great look. She's got really strong personality. Um, it's. The, her dynamic with the hero in the show has a very personal touch to it, which always makes for a more compelling, uh, compelling villain. There's some, there's some strong vibes out there for anyone who likes the ladies. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think because I said the guest, which is a horror movie. I I just realized I don't think there's. There's not a lot of sexy dude guess, villains in horror movies. No, not usually. There's a lot of sexy lady villains yeah. in horror movies, which seems unfair. I actually, an honorable message because I mentioned because I wouldn't call her sexy because she's like a teenager, right? But Azula is really good villain. Well, I really like Azula from Avatar that, last year. That there. is one of those confusing ones where it's like Gray to Leslie is the voice, so it's like. A clearly an adult woman with a very attractive voice, and then the mm-hmm. character is 14, and you're like, yeah. I hate it. I'm so confused. <laughs> I mean, I was of the age when that show came sure, out. at the time. Fair, to, yeah. Fair, yeah. yeah, to be the pr- correct age for engaging with that character, and at that time, like, I definitely found her attractive. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And Azula also has that, like, this lady's just crazy which yeah. is which you know, can sometimes be sometimes that's what you want. Powerful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene where she like gets a Dialy on her side and like shows like up that uh, Dialy leader guy is so fucking good. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, does anybody have any other ones that they have not given out? I'm sure there's going to be like one or two that like an hour after this podcast. I just are going googled to come sexy to me. male villains, and the first thing that came up is Draco Malfoy, and I'm no. going to say. I'm no, gonna say no, 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 like no, no. he's not attractive. Yeah, <laughs> like his actor is attractive, absolutely, but the character he plays in those films is not. He's so sniveling, like he's not. He's whiny. I, yeah, he uh, sucks. I he's not a, like to be a, to be a hot villain. You need to either be like like really like cuddly like Ganon actually I'm um, not Ganon uh, Bowser actually or you need to be like a really effective villain like yeah mm-hmm. really ca- charismatic shitty villains like Draco's a shitty villain he never does anything good he's just a shitty bully he's like, a shit kid <laughs> Ugh. fucking fucking yeah. Harry Potter fans that's all I'll say <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. is this where we just we just uh, climb up to the top of the mountains and shout into the abyss read another book <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of enjoyable times with Harry Potter and at, with each passing year it's like can we stop now <laughs> yeah please <laughs> I still I, yeah okay JK Rowling is not a good person and she should <laughs> stop talking and tweeting yeah, I, I think I think I don't want to diss on people who like those books because like we're on a fucking Power Rangers podcast. Yeah. No, 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 I, f- I, I feel I, I feel like yeah, but I feel like my view of the fandom has been soured by the continual like omnipresence of the author and also the fact that uh-huh. people keep using that series as shorthand for political stuff in the worst ways. Yes, yeah, there's that. Now, but the, the, if, the, if the, you... like I I got my girlfriend a whole like blu-ray collection for christmas and we've we just started watching it they're still good as movies they're still fun to watch and i like them still you know divorced from all of that and also yeah i just have always thought that you shouldn't look at those things too hard and that's the problem they're they're fun adventure movies slash mysteries and some well-written characters pretty much now if you now if you want a good sexy villain from like a good young adult series there's there's uh viscer three from animorphs Hell okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I could de- I could deal with that. Yeah. Uh, this list also does have Scar from Lion King, which I will agree with. Sure, yes, I get it totally. Yeah. I I can see that. It's not for me, but until you said Draco Malfoy, I was about to jump in and be like, "The first result is Scar, isn't it?" <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Jeremy Irons' voice lends a lot to that character. Yeah. Well, yes, sure. I mean. Otherwise, you're just saying, I want to fuck that lion. (laughs) You know what? It's the internet. There's plenty of people chasing that bliss and more power to them. Yeah, sure. It's just, yeah. (laughs) So, okay. I think that's that's a pretty good spattering. Yeah, I I should have said it before, but I think we got a good... good, uh... Does anybody have a thing for Loki? I mean, people do. I mean, I have a thing for Tom Hiddleston, but... Tom Hiddleston, sure, yeah. Yeah, not, But didn't not, you hear he's not a villain? He was never a villain anymore now. He was uh, always a good guy. Yeah, sure. that's a weird retcon. I kind of fell off after uh, Age of Ultron, so I don't know what happens. Yeah, they just, like, someone at Marvel came out and said, oh, it turns out Loki was mind control. They didn't even come out. A- they just changed the description on a website. Oh, yeah. It's- it's so that nothing. He was mind controlled during Avengers One. Now it's been retcon, so that he was never a bad guy and he was a good guy. And can but he like was him. still bad in Thor. Whatever. It I know. Matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, and he's better if he's a bad guy and with actual evil intention behind him that he eventually grows and becomes a better person, kind of. But still, kind yeah, of a that's shit way feel. better. Yeah. Like, 
so he's still kind of a shitty dude, though. Like, still shitty, uh, and like it's like acknowledged Loki. in Ragnarok for sure that he's still kind of shitty. Yeah, I like Loki as a character, but I don't. I don't think he's hot personally. Loki is one of the early ones for me where I became aware of like the fandom around him that like wanted him to be a good guy because they thought he was hot. Which yeah. is a thing that happens a lot and is kind of weird. It's the same kind of thing as with people who like Snape, but also yeah. Loki is actually more attractive. It makes sense with Loki, because Loki's whole character arc is you could just be a good guy, but you make bad decisions, or you choose to do the wrong things all the time. And like his own story is kind of led to hook you into that of, I want you to be good. Because like, I don't think he's sexy, but I also want him to be good. Yeah, sure. I care about like, the character. And plus, like, him and Thor's relationship as brothers is, like, can be really sweet, and I want that yeah, to, like, to work Thor's it out. Thor's speech to him in Ragnarok, where he's just like, you know, I keep just hoping that one day you'll decide to just start making the right decisions and, like, be the good person I can see in you. I mean, yeah. at the end like, of Ragnarok, yeah. when he tosses that thing at him and it turns out he's really there, that's the moment where you're supposed to get, to get that Loki has grown and is now better than he used to be. And then, you know, Avengers Infinity War happens. But, right. You know. Compared to <laughs> compared to Severus fucking Snape, who yeah. abu- like mercilessly abuses the child of a woman he stalked yeah, that, because he was fucking jealous. And that's people actually... Try to- yeah, that's the first one... Where the even the book I don't really love because like the book is like he was a hero and you're like no he wasn't that's right that's the one where uh, I legitimately I mean, have he concerns was on with the, the right people side trying all along to is the thing you can say about him yeah. but aside yeah. from that yeah yeah sorry go ahead Lexi no never mind <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay so yeah I think that's gonna do it for us uh, this week. Uh, sorry, there's one more thing I just want to say because it's been it's been burning in the back of my mind ever since we mentioned that the piece of music in the episode was played by was written by Chopin. Okay, have any of you seen a movie called Impromptu? I have not seen Impromptu. What is Impromptu? It's, it is a romantic comedy starring uh, I forget the name of the lead actress, but it is a romantic comedy, and it's like Madame George Song falls in love with Chopin, and Showplan is played by Hugh Grant. Oh boy! And it's a no, it's a period piece, and it's actually really. So here's the thing: I remember it actually being really funny, but also I saw it a long fucking time ago. I have not. So. Have you heard of Eternal Sonata? I've heard of that. It's a three sixty. It's a three sixty JRPG where mm-hmm. you play as Frederick Chopin, who's dying of syphilis i believe yeah, on his in deathbed? his like fever dream as he dies of syphilis and it's an anime game uh-huh. so you're anime frederick chopin with all your stock anime characters and it's really fucking weird yeah, it was kind of doing a nino kuni <laughs> thing but years before nino kuni yeah it's, it's not a bad game right no it's pretty yeah, good i, I actually good. enjoyed yeah. it yeah it's just that it's fucking bizarre yeah, that's oh, a yeah, weird no, the, the pitch for that is who boy <laughs> Listeners at home, if you've played Eternal Sonata and or have seen Impromptu, please write in. <laughs> yes, sure. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, check out audioentropy.com. Uh, listen to all our other podcasts. Write in questions for us and come back next week. Uh, so till then, 
for Teenagers with Attitude. I've been Zach. I didn't write a uh, sign-off order. Go hold ahead. Hold on. No, no. What? You've been, uh, fucking crap. Uh, oh, yeah, it. I'm Classical Hams. <laughs> I'm Mr. Music. <laughs> I'm Bowser. <laughs> I'm the willingly kidnapped Peach. <laughs> and I'm Lexi. Like, there's fucking no, there's nowhere up from there. I'm already at the top of my game. Nice. <laughs> May the power protect you always. <laughs>